you know, he's always dressed pretty nice, but I think it's a little more expensive. What it is, what it do. This is Rambling, your weekly Rams podcast that gives you insight of the team and news from around the NFL. I'm your host and team reporter, Serena Morales, coming at you from Atlanta, Georgia. We're at Georgia Tech as we head into week eight. The Rams are getting back on track. We're now four and three after getting a much needed win on the road against the Falcons, 37 to 10. Joining me today, he is a dancing machine. He's a media legend in these parts. He was <laughs> vice president and general manager of WSB TV here in Atlanta. And while I could go in, on and on about about your accomplishments. Uh, you're also, you also happen to be the husband of a wonderful woman named Cindy and the father to the youngest coach in the NFL, Tim McVeigh. Thank you very much, much for coming on. You are Sean's father. This is a very unique <laughs> opportunity for us to have you on the podcast. So I didn't want to lose this. I know I see you on the field all the time at games, but you live here in Atlanta. So while we're in Atlanta, I might as well have you on live here. It's great real, to be with you. In real time. And we are actually just sitting aside while um, the Rams are practicing at the moment, getting ready ahead of the London game against the Bengals. You're pretty involved, right, in Sean's life still. Um, you come to the games. Again, I said before, I see you on the sidelines. So what's what's game day like for Sean since you know better than anybody else? Well, um, first, it's great to be with you. Yeah, thank you, Sean. Um, <laughs> thank you, Tim. Thank you. You know, he, um, he's up early. Yeah. He's up early, and uh, he's gone through a lot of uh, final preparation and kind of just looking at the game plan and some different things that he wants to kind of run through mentally so that when those circumstances come up, you know, he's kind of thought it through cleanly. And, uh, and then uh, Billy comes Billy. and picks Cuddle him Billy. up. Good, good Billy Nays. Thank God for Billy. Uh, Billy picks him up, and... Uh, they're off to hooking up with the team, and before you know it, you're you're on the field and ready to go. It's a, it's a quiet before the storm. Does he have any sort of like nuances or rituals aside from maybe staring at that playbook once once more? <laughs> Not really. You know, uh, you know he works uh, like all these coaches do. They yeah. work very hard all week to be prepared, and uh, he's got his kind of. Uh, you know, system down pretty good. Yeah. Um, what was your first memory of Sean and the game of football as we're kind of here at practice? You you know, you got, it's a unique situation for you, Tim, that you are the father of a, you know, already historical football coach in the NFL, and you've been around the game for quite some time because of your father as well. What do you remember about Sean's first, like, football memory? <laughs> well, that's funny. Just like... Uh just like all the parents of young kids that are active boys that like to play sports, he was certainly that. And uh, I remember him playing uh, peewee football here in Atlanta and going to the games like every other dad and mom and watching the kids play. And he was, uh, he was a good little player and he was on a good team. And, and it was just that normal upbringing that is really a big part of America, whether you're playing soccer or football or whatever. It was what so many other parents do on the weekends. Was there ever this, you know, a moment uh, where you you had to like cheer him up, where you're like, man, you you know, you you lost this peewee football game, <laughs> Sean, and that kind of 
catapulted into his NFL that lost career. That me, so right. I need to know. <laughs> you know, that's pretty funny. Yeah, he was, he, uh, he was always a competitive little kid. Uh, loved to play all the different sports. But, you know, like a lot of the kids, um, you know, he was, he was uh, you know, he's probably hard on himself and yeah. stuff when things didn't go well. But yeah. he, uh, he always loved to uh, play, and he got over it pretty quick. What was I remember last year when the Rams went back-to-back uh, losses in a game. And I asked Sean, who do you go to kind of to recollect, to go to for support? And he said, I call my dad. What did you say to him? You know, it's just uh, I can't even remember because it, it really didn't matter. There's been a couple matter. games. <laughs> well, you know what? It's really just being there. Yeah. Like you do with your close folks and Matt does and everybody else is that, you know, sometimes uh, there's a loneliness to leadership. Yeah. You know, and in particular when some things uh, don't go the way that you want, it's always good for everybody to be able to go quote quote home so to speak you know whether it is family or not but it's your closest people that you know that they don't it has, they love you unconditionally and yeah they're rooting for you and want things to go well and they can feel it for you but you know you can talk to somebody that that's there for you no matter what and loves you un- unconditionally I think we forget that Sean is, at the end of the day, a human being because and we not see just a computer he's not up a robot, plays. right? Like we, we lose sight that he's a 33-year-old man. He's getting married. He has a dog. You are his father. He has a mom named Cindy. Uh, you know, friends. Where you know, where does he learn it to kind of keep it all together? Well, you know, being uh, as blessed as he's been to be able to have this opportunity at such a young age in such an incredible leadership position, um, you got to learn it as you're going along. Mm. Because it's, you know, it's like everybody. You, you learn as you go, and, you know, all these different circumstances get presented. So, you know, this is still all new stuff for him when you're, when you're in the hot seat. Yeah. But he's he certainly had a lot of exposure uh, to other folks that have been such great mentors and... and along the way so uh, but it's still you know it's still new to him too which is crazy because yeah. he's learning on the job right. on an nfl team testing the waters in a super bowl last season right. it's insane is there ever a moment where you have to pinch See, yourself <laughs> is there ever a moment eric weddle making the podcast already number one in our hearts um is there ever a moment oh, where you kind of get you know you get to see all of these guys who are walking off the field having a surreal moment. Aaron Donald, shout out to Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald, shout out to Boone. <laughs> is there ever this moment? This is normal for you, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. You've been around football forever because of your father, and now Sean's been around football forever. Is it kind of crazy because I think you're one in a million who gets to watch football now as a father instead of as a son in an NFL capacity? Up, up close and personal. Why are oh, you I'm coaching? The, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. You know, I get to, and I've always, you know, as a kid, I just love being around the atmosphere and the kind and types of people that coaches and players are. There's nothing like that camaraderie, and you're working so hard to, to make things happen, and you're playing games, and no matter what happens, you got to get up and get after it and get ready for the next game because 
you know, football and sports in particular, you know, it's just a great microcosm of what life is about. Yeah. Things aren't always going to go great or perfect, but you've got to keep yourself energized and enthused and ready to keep moving and doing whatever you can to do the best you can for the team and for yourself. And uh, I just love being around those kind of types of people. I just love it. I feel like this, considering you've been around football for a long time, what do you think is special about the culture that Sean has created around the Rams here? You know, I loved it from day one. Mm. And we always talked about this, and he, he knew it. He didn't meet, need me to keep, you know, just reiterating a couple of things. But, boy, first thing you anybody that's going to be successful is to surround yourself with great people. And, you know, his first hire as a young coach, very young, Wade Phillips. Were you part of that decision? No. <laughs> no. Darn. No. <laughs> no, but I, I certainly endorsed it. I was hey, I, I, I was really happy because it shows, you know, the confidence that Sean has. And, you know, some people that are young, that, that leaders might, not that he would have or a lot of people, but some, some people can. You know, you get veteran folks that have had such a career of success you know, is that good for them? Do they get trumped by somebody or different things? And none of that stuff. You just get, you get people around you that you perceive as better. Yes. And that are character people. And then, you know, as Cindy, his mother and myself, there's nothing like being around the right kinds of people because, you know, it's great advice for everybody because you start acting like each other and you rub off on each other whether you realize it or not so having the the coaches that sean was smart enough and blessed enough to be able to surround himself with in the front office that the rams have that was the great blessing to begin to then do all of the different kind of roster kind of things and get the right uh, folks on, on board and the folks that they had that had so many great players but brought in right character guys that yeah. play and fit their schemes and all that stuff is so important. So I just love the way, I mean, the quality of the players. Certainly I spoke about it, about the coaches. They're great guys. I mean, great guys. And their players are some of the finest human beings you'll ever see. Oh, yeah. Let me ask you. I mean, what kind of human beings is... Cup and Cooks and Woods and Aaron Donald and oh, Todd yeah. Gurley and Jared Goff and the know, list goes Whitworth. on. Just you just go right through the roster. Hecker, you know, Zerline. Just these are really high caliber quality people that care about each other, and that's what creates a culture. Yeah, everybody's unique personality and characteristics rubbing off on each other as you're finding ways to work together. And as they communicate with each other, with coaches to coaches, coaches to players, players to players, players to coaches, all of that stuff has created a great culture because of the people that they have. Yeah. What did you think about this win after, you know, losing three straight in Atlanta and the way that the Rams showed up? You know, I thought, I thought it was a great victory. And I thought the team really played with great energy and engagement throughout the game and there was a lot of changes during the week you know you look at our normal starting uh, dbs 
We got a Jalen Ramsey on the team. We, well, we had one starter. Yeah. That was our normal four starting DBs, yeah. Eric Weddle. And he's done a fantastic job. But, you know, and as you know, it takes time for guys to fit in with each other and whatever. But I thought it was a great, it was a great victory for the team. We needed it. And I know the roster of the Falcons well. They're an extremely talented group. They really are. I mean, people don't realize that they certainly have had a really tough start and the record was disappointing for the Falcons. But let me tell you, yeah. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, uh, DeAndre uh, Freeman, yeah. uh, uh, Grady Jarrett. I mean, they've got players. And I know that they were very capable and they were very hungry and needy for a victory just like the Rams were. Absolutely. So I... I knew or felt like it was going to be a, you know, fist fight like just about every NFL game is. But it was so huge. It was so great to get it. And in the fashion that we got it. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a real helpful gal galvanizing point for the team to continue on if, of getting better and staying with it. Because the NFL, you know, season is a long, tough march. Yeah. Um, what do you think has been the biggest change about Sean since he's become a head coach? Uh, well, you know, just like anybody, people don't really know how many things you're going to have to deal with or handle or be responsible for until you sit in the hot seat. And... Um, he wasn't naive to it, but it's a it's a big job. He's certainly capable uh, of handling it. Uh, he's doing a great job. I'm really proud of him. But the responsibility, uh, and that he's one of these guys that he's not going to half step anything. So he wants to do everything he possibly can for the good of the team and the organization. So it's a it's a full Monty day from early until late all week and he there's so many things that need to be addressed or worked on that it's going to be a long hard week for sure every week is it, it so his his palate hasn't changed he still likes some mashed potatoes and gravy <laughs> he's still uh you know, he's he has a, maybe a nicer tailored suit. I don't know. Is there something? Maybe his hair is a little more quaffed now that he's a head coach. I think of it's that team. L.A. stuff rubbing <laughs> on him. All that stuff. He's, yeah. He's got these. He's got that. Uh, he does. He, he dresses. You know, he's always dressed pretty nice, but I think it's a little more expensive. <laughs> uh, he's got some nice threads, and uh, he's got the the hairdo that's pretty cool. But now he's. You know what? This is the thing that's the best thing, really, is um, that uh, his mother, Cindy, and, and I are most proud of. Sean's Sean, and he knows it's about being grounded, growing and developing to the, be the very best you can be so that you can be the best asset for those around you, and the good Lord has placed you in this position for a reason. And you want to wear your favor well and handle things in the right way, good or bad. And I think he, I think he does that and couldn't be more proud of him. 
But we'll wrap it up. Tim, he's got to go. He's got to get on this bus, Tim. so we're losing it. Yeah, but, yeah. Tim, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so time. much. Thank and appreciate you. the great work that you and the rest of the team does thank and you. all the neat stuff that you guys do so that when I'm back in Atlanta, I can follow and yes. see the interviews <laughs> and stay online. So I'll see you on I gotta the field. Run. That's all we need is the, the team no, waiting, waiting for the freaking coach's <laughs> dad to come. <laughs> thank Goodbye. you. Appreciate thank you. it, Tim. Thank you very appreciate much. It. Thank you very much. Oh, man. Okay, we lost him. But that's it. That's our third. 13th episode of Ramblin'. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. And don't forget, for those looking for more All Things Rams, make sure you check out our other team podcast, Rams Revealed with JB Long. We'll catch you on the flip side, guys.